welcome to the LSAT Habits Podcast, where in each episode we present key habits you can master to study smarter, save time, and raise your LSAT score. I'm your host and instructor, Jimmy D of JDLSAT.com. Welcome. Thanks for joining me. So today's podcast episode is about one of my favorite books that was kind of the inspiration for this podcast and a lot of my work, um, and that is the book Atomic Habits. Um, so this is sort of a book club, book review, book summary. It's worth reading. It's written by James Clear. Um and again, the book is called Atomic Habits, so please do grab a copy, whether it's electronic, on paper, or audible, or a combination. It's an awesome book. Um, well, let me kind of get into to why I think this is important. Um, so I often tell my students that a central part of improving on the LSAT comes down to habits. Again, that's why we call this the LSAT Habits Podcast. Um, and, you know... You want your habits, right, to, to help you get a regular routine so you have a consistent study schedule. But, um, you know, perhaps even more, you, you want to be able to consistently, habitually implement what you've learned. So it's not just that, oh, I have to stop and think about it. It's almost automatic. Um, now, LSAT students in particular have to master a lot of techniques, ideally the most effective techniques. Right? But even if you've got the most effective technique, you have to be able to implement it when you're on the clock, when you're in real time on the exam, almost automatic without thinking. And considering just how many techniques that there are out there and how many things you need to be able to put into practice, I mean, it's a lot. So you need to make them almost automatic, almost like an autopilot, like a machine, as J.Y. Ping on Seven Sage would say. So you, you simply don't have the luxury of going in to, for example, read a passage and stop and say, okay, let me remind myself of the things I need to look for that say that Jimmy taught me, right, when I wanna when I wanna analyze a passage. Now what were they? No, no, no. You want it to be automatic. You want it to be natural. So you're just doing it without almost without thinking. You're just, hey, I'm gonna look for the objective of every paragraph, I'm gonna look for the author's opinion. It's automatic. Um, and so that's what we're after, to make this automatic, to make it on autopilot. Um, so even if you, know, you think about other things, right? Like, oh, hey, listen, I got to remember to, when I'm in LR, I got to stop and, and find the main conclusion before I start anticipating. If you got to remind yourself, I mean, you got to remind yourself that initially, right? But that should be automatic. You want these techniques to be automatic, where you don't even have to think about them. When you read a question in LR, you want to automatically be able to identify what the question type is, right? I mean, you see a few keywords and you're almost like a, a laser scanner when you go to buy something in a store, right? Boom, I see a few keywords. Oh, it's this type of question. Oh, it's that type of question. And then you automatically go into your technique. You don't have time. This is going to sound interesting, right? 
you don't have time to think. Now, what do I mean by that, right? Like, obviously, this is a test about thinking, critical thinking, right? But you don't have time to think about the basics. You want those basics and, frankly, some of the more complex techniques to be automatic so you can use your thinking for that really super higher order critical thinking. Um, now, your technique, you could have the best technique that's out there, but it's only as effective as your ability to implement it. And that means being able to do it automatically, right? Making it a habit without even having to, without having to deliberately think about it. And again, that's where habits come in. Um, I don't want to give away too much about this book, but this kind of gives you the how. A little bit before this book, there was a really awesome book called uh, The Power of Habit that was written. And I loved it, right? But it was very um, broad, and I, I wish they got into more of the nitty-gritty and um, the specific things that you could do, right? Concrete steps you could take. Atomic Habits does that. So I don't want to give away too much. Check out the book. Um, but it gives you those concrete things you could look for to, uh, to make something a habit. Even something, I mean, I'll just give you a few right, basic examples, but little things like you want to make them accessible, easier to do, so you're more likely to do them, especially when you're starting out. Right? So if you want to be studying for the exam, right, like, oh, shoot, you know, maybe, maybe if I lay out my study books, maybe if I have on my web browser the, the uh, automatically sets to right, the, the course I'm using that's online, Things like that just to make it so much easier for you to more likely be able to do what you want to do. Um, that makes a difference, right? Those cues to reinforce those things that become habits. And a good way to think about this too, um, I always say, right, when you're first starting to make something a habit, it can be quite uncomfortable. Frankly, a lot of this studying is pushing your comfort zones. A lot of the stuff you need to do is not comfortable. Um, you know, I teach this for a living, and I, and I, I still feel that discomfort when I'm trying to, uh, you know, learn a new habit or, or learn a new technique. But I try to remind myself as much as I want you to remind yourself that sometimes it's a good thing, that feeling uncomfortable. Reminds you maybe you're doing something right. I'm not saying everything that's uncomfortable is good, right? But if you know it's what you should be doing and you're feeling discomfort, that might be a sign that you're growing, that you're getting better at it. Now, a good way to think about habits are, right, these things are uncomfortable when you're starting, but the more you practice them, the more you repeat them, and the more you trial and error them and self-correct, then, you know, it, it, it becomes more comfortable. The uncomfortable becomes more comfortable, and that's when it becomes a habit. And doing the opposite, those old habits you're trying to get away from, right, those become more uncomfortable as you move towards your new habits. So again, right, when you're trying to create these new effective habits, they will be uncomfortable at first. And you want to try to push through that, allow that, push your comfort zones. And you'll know you're getting places when it becomes more comfortable to do the uncomfortable, if that makes any sense. So again, the book is Atomic Habits. It's written by James Clear. I highly recommend it. Um, in particular, if you get the written version, excuse me, if you get the hard copy or the, I don't know if the audio version has this, but the, the Kindle version and the, um, the hard, hard copy, uh, paper copy has bullets at the end that lay out the key points in every chapter. And I love that because it reinforces um, those points. It's a good way to, it's a good way to reinforce something and 
even if you're taking notes out there, it's a good way to study, right? But the, the author really makes it very user-friendly. So check out this book. It's a really great way to guide your studies, whether it's forcing yourself to study or taking these things that you're studying and trying to make them habits, which is what you want to do. You want to make it automatic. Thank you for listening. Again, I'm your host, Jimmy D of JDLSAT.com. Please do subscribe to the LSAT Habits Podcast and share these episodes with friends. If you're interested in working with me one-on-one, feel free to reach out to me and check out my website. Again, it's JDLSAT.com. That's JDLSAT.com.